Hi, I am Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called the NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoyed today's episodes. And today I am very excited to announce that BetterHelp is now sponsoring this podcast. I have had seven years of therapy, so I know it can help change your life if you not only let it, but work on the personal goals that you set with your therapist. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And special offering to listeners of Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash, I'll put in the link in the podcast description for you. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-E-P. Thanks again to BetterHelp for supporting, I mean, sponsoring this podcast. Today's podcast episode will be the fourth part of the interview with Anna and me. And, um, 
you know, some of the other things that, um, that I was thinking was, you know, uh, and you kind of already got to this question earlier when you were, um, talking about some of the things that you wish you didn't have with your, um, learning, uh, challenges, but, you know, in general, do you ever wish you didn't have any of them? <laughs> Just didn't have like, didn't have any of the diagnosis at all? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to say that, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's kind of something that I've, I've thought of on and off my whole life. Cause for example, I got a diagnosis of some kind when I was five years old. So I didn't have much sense of self before I was five. Um, so, you know, I've definitely like thought of that concept before and during much of my life, I've leaned towards the, although, although I would like to, you know, have all those skills I mentioned earlier, overall, I would not want to switch out my, my kind of neurodivergent brain for a different brain. Mm. Um, cause I am proud of the person I, I am. I am proud of, of my passions and my interests and um, how I present in the world. And I don't think that a lot of those things would be the same if I didn't have the unique mind that I do have. So other than maybe that short little blip in high school, when I was starting to kind of get really down about it overall throughout my life, I would answer that question with, with, you know, kind of, no, I'm glad I am the person I am. And no, I'm, I don't wish it would go away. I'm the person I am. <laughs> It's okay. I, I agree with that way too. Um, because I, you know, I've, I've learned to, like you were saying, to work around the roadblocks. That was a good way to phrase it, that um, NLD presents that I've learned that, um, you know, it makes me who I am and that I uh, am, actually glad that of that because you know if I didn't have NLD I wouldn't be uh you know good at all the verbal things I am or all the audio things I am or um you know I wouldn't be good at memorizing people's names or their birthdays mm -hmm. or other things like that mm -hmm. and um like I even remember when I was aware of that when I was a kid and I didn't know I had LD. I was like, how does my brain do that? Yep. I was like, I because I was I became aware of that when I went to um summer camps and I would look at the group photos afterwards of everybody who went there and I was like, How can I remember everybody's name in this photo? Yeah. And they would be like, maybe 300 or 500 people in the photo. I'm like, how am I doing this? <laughs> and, and like some people, you know, came over and over and some more new people. I'm like, okay, I don't know how I'm doing this, but I just was doing this. <laughs> um, and I actually, you know, I talked about that in one of the podcast episodes and I was like, you know, I'm going to look back at a photo because I was curious yeah. if I could still do it. Yeah. And I think I got half of the names. Nice. I was like, yeah, that's not too bad. 
<laughs> like all those years later. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because I know some of the people still like have con- kept, kept in contact with them, but not all of them. Yeah. So it's like, how does my brain keep that <laughs> memory? <laughs> um, I remember like conversations verbatim. Yeah. You know, and, and I'd even do that. Like, like I would, um, be explained something to somebody and someone else in the room would be like, you remember that exactly how I think that conversation went? I'm like, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that happens to me I too. <laughs> yeah. Like I will remember, um, like I'll be able to summarize um, a conversation I've had with my parents really well and they'll comment on it. And I'm thinking in my mind, it's probably because of NLD. I won't say it, but I'm thinking that. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a good thing because, you know, when I'm actually, when I'm talking on the phone to somebody at my job, I don't have to write that much down if I'm taking a message because yeah. I can remember most of it. <laughs> um, but I do write down the number because sometimes um, I won't remember all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes I write down a little bit of the message, but usually not all of it, Um, just the bullet points. Um, And then, you know, whenever I pass it on to who who it's for, it's it's pretty easy for me. Um, And uh, I think that's where NLD comes in as a gift. For that yeah I completely um, agree. so um what I was also going to ask is um do you ever feel like NLD or your other uh learning challenges might be a burden for you um or just feel heavy yeah I mean it definitely does feel so, you know, I really kind of identify with um, a woman in um, the physical health community. Mm-hmm. Lupus, I believe, is her diagnosis, has this, this theory she calls spoon theory. So she talks about, you know, like she only has a certain number of spoons and all these daily things because of her illness and how it, you know, uses up her spoons. So kind of managing NLD for me has that, that challenge of of trying to manage all the spoons of, of the symptoms of it or the weaknesses of it or the traits of it or, or whatever words, um, terminology, the, you know, anyone wants or prefers, um, can get kind of exhausting. Um, and that can be, that can actually have, you know, the word burden could be used for that. Mm-hmm. So actually try and create days in my life where I limit the things that are most challenging for me so I can put them somewhere else. So example, I might limit a lot of things that are challenging for me in my personal life because I know my work day is going to have aspects, mm-hmm. have the challenges. Um, and that can be unfortunate because that can take away from some, some energy to live a more full life. Like there are certain things that like, I don't, I have moved a few times to areas I didn't know very well, like where I live now, I had never been here before. Um, before I moved here. Um, so those things can kind of affect my life. So I won't just be like, you know, I'll take a job in California. I'll just move there, you know, just at the drop of a hat 
because of it, because of the challenges it brings to my life. But um, yeah, so that can kind of be the ways that it is sort of a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me because if I think about NLD and um, I would say my chronic migraines, because those can be burdensome too, uh, mm-hmm. that it, it can be burdened they both can be burdensome or heavy at times because like you were saying with the challenges they present, um, you know, if you run into a lot of challenges one day versus only a few the next day, then it can um, be easier to get through um, one day versus the other. Um, And I think for me, I, I've probably made it be easier on myself because I um, work at the challenges more consistently and constantly. Um, And I also uh, am in an environment where people try to help me with the challenges. Um, So if I wasn't doing that, you know, working at the challenges or I wasn't in an environment that helped with them, that would probably make it be more burdensome because then I wouldn't have as much support. Um, I actually have worked kind of sort of similar to what you're describing, work to have like an NLD friendly life. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I create kind of an NLD friendly life, I accomplish more and I am able to do more and have my talents kind of come to the forefront more because I've created a life that, that allows that to happen. Yeah, I, I would agree with you where like, if I look back on before I knew about my NLD, my life was, I would say it was harder because I didn't know what I had. And so it was harder for me to know why it was challenging. And it, so I wasn't really, I didn't, so because I didn't know why I wasn't able to work out them and able to make them, um, easier um but because i have since i was 19 um i've been able to make it be easier so i think that's definitely um been a blessing for me um and kind of a blessing in disguise because it's like you wouldn't think that um challenges would make your life easier but if you um decide to uh work at them and, you know, try to make them into maybe a strength instead of a um, weakness or difference, then it can make it be easier. Yeah. Um, So uh, what I was also going to ask was, um, what do you try to tell others who um, have NLD as a motivation for when they get discouraged? And you can answer that for your other learning challenges too. Mm -hmm. I mean, one part is, is kind of don't give up, you know, cause I mean, one thing I've noticed in my life is during some of kind of my darkest times, I believe that it was going to get better and it has, and it has in so many different ways at so many different times at different stages of my life. So that is just kind of a huge thing. And also kind of don't let other other people's kind of opinions and perspective discourage you either. 
So there might be people that, you know, will tell you you can't accomplish something. So I was actually, uh, my mother was told when I was diagnosed that uh, she should stop thinking about me going to college. This is when I was five years old. <laughs> um, she said I, that my mother shouldn't even like be seeing me as someone who should go to college. And if I got at, if I graduate high school, that was going to be some amazing feat. Yeah, so I was a very strong student all through middle school, high school. I remember a friend coming up to me once like, how come you don't have to study on the weekends? I'm like, huh? Like, I feel like you don't work as hard at me at school. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> School's not that hard for me. <laughs> it was just, just something that was by that time in my life true for me. <laughs> and I mean, granted, my mother didn't tell me to my college graduation that I was told to her when I was five, but I did have many people along the line. I mean, I had um, a professor that um, wanted to petition me not to graduate with one of my degrees. And then I actually chose not to graduate with that degree. But, but I mean, I found different ways around that and different ways to meet my goals. Um, my cat's about to jump on me. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, to achieve things. And so I did not let people's perceptions of what I could accomplish define what I could accomplish. So that would be something that I would say to other people that, you know, yourself as well as other people might kind of put limits on you that you do not have to live by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with what you're saying because um, I was kind of chuckling about the comment one of your uh, students made in school about studying because (laughs) I can relate to that even though I was homeschooled before college I feel like I studied my butt off in high school to get straight A's because you know even though I didn't know that I had an LD then I just felt like everything was challenging for me Mm -hmm. and not every subject but almost every subject definitely math and Mm -hmm. English with the writing and um uh science when it had math in it like chemistry and physics um the only subjects I think that were easier for me were history and biology and interestingly um I was okay at geometry um Mm -hmm. but um I would definitely say that not giving up would be uh, would be the motivation I would use too because um, you know people are gonna be um, they might be discouraging to you whether they know about NLD or not um, mm-hmm. and uh, that you don't want that to get to you because mm-hmm. if you do, then that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I know for me, when I was, you know, at my last couple of years of college, I wasn't really sure if I was going to graduate. And um, what I used as my motivation was um, my mom knew I was going to graduate. And so I believed in her that. Yeah. And, and that fact and um that helped me get through those last two years because uh, i wasn't so sure about that 
Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like you were saying about the opinions, that's a good thing too, because um, some people um, may not uh, have the same opinion as you do. And um, that may that may be because of their um, different experiences or just their um, understanding of something. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely um, makes sense to me. Um, and then uh, my next question was going to be, what would you tell um, somebody who doesn't know they have NLD or another learning disability or challenge, but they suspect they have something? Uh, like, what would you encourage them to do or tell them to do? If diagnosis is um, is doable, so I mean, it, it can be expensive, not every insurance pays for it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's something that, that is achievable for everybody at every stage in their lives. But if diagnosis is something that is attainable, that was what I was trying to do, attainable, not doable, <laughs> um, then I would actually recommend that. I know everyone has different opinions, um, but that can, that can just be, I don't know, to me, it really... Um, led me to just a higher level of self-acceptance and I think a higher level of achievement in my life. So once I kind of understood where the weaknesses are, where the strengths were, it allowed me space to figure out where I wanted to go around that to get to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend diagnosis and also um, also just kind of self-acceptance in general to remember what your strengths are, what you're proud of about yourself. And kind of to realize that even though the NVLD had a profile of, of, of um, kind of differences and, and weaknesses and everything might be different than other people experience, that doesn't mean they're worse. So, you know, like someone might not be able to identify with my specific types of, of challenges. That doesn't mean that they have less challenges or, you know, our challenges are not better or worse than each other. Mm-hmm. They're just different and we all have value. And for other people with kind of NLD too, or people who might kind of suspect they have it and they're kind of maybe, you know, feeling sort of uncomfortable with that because it's suspecting you have something usually kind of comes with maybe some sadness about your experience or some, some you know, negative feelings to just kind of realize that you are okay the way you are as anybody else is. Yeah, I would agree with you to um, have self-acceptance for who you are is important because, um, you know, usually with learning challenges, there isn't uh, a cure and Mm -hmm unfortunately, uh, you, um, have to, uh, be able to learn to live with them. But I would say what can make them be easier is, um, like you said, self-acceptance and also being able to, um, get a diagnosis because then you can, um, like you were saying, learning where the strengths and the differences are so that you can um, help yourself out and also others can help you and being able to um, try to do research about 
the learning um, challenge that you have so that you can um, try to tackle the uh, challenges that you have. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last question I was going to ask you is, um, what is your proudest accomplishment? So I turned 39 um, last month now. Yeah, it's March. Um, so I turned 39 the 23rd of February. And kind of right before my birthday, I realized that I've accomplished my actual dreams before I was 40, <laughs> which I didn't accomplish a lot of like what a lot of people would consider their their dreams by 30. Um, so like I did get married. Um, I did get into a career. So in my uh, career in supported employment, my last year was actually as a support employment manager. So I did get top of a career field because um, I worked in a community mental health center, which meant that I was like one of the only people that wasn't a social worker or a, you know, have a psychology type degree. So there was no, there was a higher up in that field that I could possibly go um, than a manager of support and employment. So achieved that goal. I was a newspaper reporter, you know, so as like a kid, um, you know, you're, um, when I was growing up, things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were cool, you know, uh, my maiden name was Super, so Superman was cool, and there was always characters that were reporters, <laughs> so I became a newspaper reporter. I mean, I accomplished that goal, uh, and I just started thinking about, you know, like I moved to a major city for a little while. I grew up in a very, very rural area, and I didn't want to only have that experience, um, I lived alone for a, for a little while, you know, so I just realized that every dream that I, I did dream, I've actually accomplished. And so now I actually can start coming up with new dreams that I never thought I was going to accomplish. Yeah. So, so that was a, a, a really kind of exciting thing to realize. I'm advocating for, for neurodiversity now, which is something I want to do to, to one level. I've actually wanted to do it since I was 10 mm -hmm. and then I want to do it, um, 11 years ago, even more so when I had a more specific diagnosis. So I've achieved that dream. So that was probably my, my biggest accomplishment is realizing that when I had all these times in my life where I thought I was never going to live up to certain things, I've accomplished all the dreams that I actually have dreamt. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Um, I would, I kind of have two accomplishments that I, um, can think of uh, usually the first one for me that comes to my mind is graduating college because I went to um, UC Berkeley and I wasn't even thinking I could get into Berkeley because of um, not because of NLD because I didn't know it then but because of um, just not being as good at in school as my brother, but he was the one who uh, encouraged me to apply because he also went there and he was like, I think you can get in. Um, so I did and I still remember the day that I found out that I got in and I had to read my acceptance letter twice. I was like, what? <laughs> um, and I remember when I called my brother and told him he was so happy. And so was my mom. She was inside the store. She had to go outside because she was going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't want people to think she was, you know, like crazy or something. <laughs> Why are you screaming in the store, lady? 
Um, but that makes sense, you know, thinking about that now. Um, and um, my dad was, you know, he doesn't usually get emotional that much, but he, I guess he tears in his eyes. He was very proud of me. Um, and um, when I graduated, they were all very proud of me too, because, uh, you know, not that they weren't proud of my brother when he graduated, but for different reasons, you mm -hmm. know, I did it with NLD and my mom helped me. So she could, she when she went to my uh, department graduation and heard the speeches, she could kind of get some of the inside jokes that people were talking about. So mm -hmm. that was kind of fun for her. And um, she, uh, so I think she was, had more of a, a sense of accomplishment with that than, um, than my brother or my dad did because she helped me. Um, but my brother did help me too because he went to Berkeley so he could help me with some of the um, classes because um, he knew the level um, that they would be, be at. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the other accomplishment that I mentioned earlier was getting out of debt. <laughs> yeah. um, I know it's not at the degree of student loan debt that some people have because um, it's not anywhere near that. But um, it still felt heavy for me to have it. And um, when I got out of it uh, last year, um, I definitely felt freer and um, just happier and um, was able to be like, okay, now I can start saving towards the goals I wanted to um, because I wasn't able to before. Um, because of being in debt and, um, you know, also realizing, okay, I don't want to get back into that because I know how hard it is to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, even though that was a bad mistake, I definitely learned a very good lesson from it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that is actually the end of the interview, but thank you for letting me interview you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So um, do you want to say anything before I end the recording? Um, yeah, so I'll just mention that the uh, the blog that I mentioned is called um, This NVLD Life. So the perspective I'm coming from is the fact that, you know, all of our experiences are different. So this is just my story along with my kind of advocacy for others. Um, so let's see, and that's actually the last thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because then people can go look for it if they want to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. I also want to mention to you that I just launched my podcast swag on Wednesday of this week and have a page for it on my website and I will also send you the link to it in the podcast description and I will also send it to you in the newsletter that I usually send on out on Fridays. I am now selling t-shirts, water bottles, and a backpack and they all have the podcast logo and title on it and the tagline. So I am looking forward to watching 
the sales and seeing who buys them and um, spreading the word more about my podcast. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living With NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.